Welcome to Thriving in Midlife Podcast, where we are learning to rise and live beyond mediocre. For women in their 40s and 50s, join this community to become the best version of yourself. I'm Cheryl Esch, the creator of this podcast, with the desire to see all women in their 40s and 50s live to their fullest potential. So let's get started with today's episode. Good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome back, my friends, to Thriving in Midlife, Living Beyond Mediocre. Well, I am actually on the road this past 12 days. So I'm kind of essentially live because after I'm done here, I'm just going to load it up onto my podcast and um, kind of just do it without editing because I really don't have a whole lot of time. So pardon any pauses and all those mm, ands and buts that might happen. Anyways, I wanted to pop in today to kind of share a little bit about um, A, my trip that I've taken so far, and then B, talk about this new season that I find myself in, and it's the empty nest season. And I know there's um, several of you out there that are currently maybe in that phase of your life. And there might be some that are kind of looking down the road and staring it in its face in another year or two, possibly. So I wanted to share kind of my feelings of what I'm going through during this time and then share a little bit about what's happening these last 12 days on my road trip. So I, in August, I dropped my youngest son off at college and I became an official empty nester. And I actually have been looking forward to this time for a few years now. And surprisingly, it's a relief for me to relinquish these motherly duties um, to my two sons. But it's not that I will no longer identify as a mom. Don't get me wrong. I will always be a mom to my two boys and will worry about them. And I constantly pray for them. Um, But I understand Um, and desire for them to develop their own wings to fly in life without my directing anymore or nagging as they call it or rescuing them so did I cry when I left my son at college no I did not cry and after reading some personal you know same stories like book shields and this year she did drop off a kid at college I think she became an empty nester as well and then in 2016 Rob Lowe wrote a story of his feelings and when he dropped his son off at college and how they reacted to kind of leaving their children at college for the first time and after reading those I felt like maybe I should have cried I mean I started to question am I a bad mom for not getting emotional And I don't know, do I feel guilty in part that I didn't feel that way? And so I wanted to share more about how I was feeling. So if you're in the same boat, that you're also not feeling that guilt because not everybody's going to have the same emotions and everybody's going to respond differently to this new season of their life. I think for me, I was truly excited for my son and his new adventure 
you know, this time of learning and growing as an adult. And I fondly remember my time of setting off to college and leaving the nest. And I do desire these same fond memories for my son as he finds this new freedom and independence. And he creates these learning and, and adventures in his life and kind of learns to be self-sufficient. So setting up my son in his dorm room was kind of exciting because I didn't get a chance to do that with my oldest son. My oldest son chose to actually go locally and live at home, which I count as a true blessing because I savored those extra two and a half years I got to have him under my roof. So when he decided to move out on his own almost two years ago, I felt confident he could survive the responsibilities of adulthood, you know, paying rent, working full time and taking care of himself. So it was a also a happy time when I did send him off on his own, although he only lived 20 minutes away. So that was kind of nice. Unlike my younger son is like a thousand miles away from me. So it's a little different. And um, I kind of found myself in this odd conundrum is that uh, I now have all this time and I don't have to feel like I have to be at home. I don't necessarily feel like I have to have this high paying job to help support the family and certain activities that the kids would do. And not that I don't have ties to my kids, you know, education or anything like that. There's there's still ties to us as we're kind of responsible or paying for his education. But for me personally, now um, I'm presented with many options. You know, I can now spend my time doing other things on the weekends. I don't have to go to soccer games anymore. Um, And I don't have to feel like I have to be home and, you know, cleaning the house or doing laundry And I can do things that I have maybe put off for all these years that I kind of laid down for motherhood and maybe return to these earlier passions of mine. So it's kind of fun, but also a little overwhelming because now it's like I have so many options. You know, you get this overwhelm of so many different things that you might want to do now that you have this freedom as an empty nester because for me I don't want to be sitting at home doing nothing or being bored or feeling sorry for myself or allowing that guilt as a mother that we often carry around whatever that reason might be I don't want to carry that guilt I want to live a full life and I want my kids to see that I'm living this full life as well There was an article I read that kind of also talked about empty nesters, and it was by Arona Benjamin, who coined um, a phrase that I actually like to use. It was an article in betterafter50.com, and she talks about, she says, we are emerging eagles as this empty nest season has come upon us. There's this freedom, you know, we think of eagles as these independent sort of freedom birds, they are usually solo. Uh, but I, I like to use the term uh, free birds instead of empty nesters. Uh, because empty nesting, uh, that term 
although we coin that as this is that season in our life where we don't have those responsibilities, the kids are off on their own. It kind of in me, to me, has a somewhat somewhat negative connotation. You know, empty. But I don't want my life to look or feel like it's empty. You know, now that my kids are gone and this motherhood, so to speak, is now, you know, in the past or like it's not my full job, full time job anymore. So I like to look at, I like the term, you know, I like emerging eagles, but I also like free birds instead. So I'm corning this empty nest season for me, and you can certainly use it if that's where you are, as free birds. Now, the tears, I did not cry when I left my son at college, um, actually came in a different form. <clears throat> and they are more for myself as I'm in, you know, embarking on this new season in my life, a new preparation, so to speak. And there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, which can create anxiety as I anticipate a shift of change to come. And for all of us, change is hard, especially if you have been like myself, living for years uh, for your for your kids or living in this um, day-to-day comfortable existence where your day just doesn't change. It stays the same and it's uh, kind of boring, but sometimes necessary and so having the opportunities to do something new I think is exciting for me but again I said it creates these this uncertainty so you can either embrace the uncertainty and create something wonderful or you can just sit in your guilt and think about you know boring life that you currently live or you can do something about it and I want to share that it's not um, it's everybody's feelings are going to be different during this season of their life and so for me not having that emotional cry as I disconnected or let my son go that's just where I am and maybe you are emotionally connected and it's kind of a time for you as you release your child and become this free bird or empty nester to maybe reevaluate your life and see what you may have missed. Was there something you liked doing that you had to lay down during that season of raising your children, which is okay. We have those seasons, but now maybe you can return to that, right? Now that you have time. Maybe you enjoyed painting and now you can set up their empty room, right? And create maybe a craft room or a painting room or a yoga room or whatever you want to do with their empty bedroom or of such. Um, I feel it's an exciting time to finding ourselves and maybe even discovering something new about what we like to do and what we want to do with our lives. Now, for those folks that are maybe a year or two out and their kid, their last child is in high school, I want to encourage you. Yes, there's things that you can do to sort of prepare for that time when they leave. But 
but I also want you to cherish their last year or two in high school and just be present with them, uh, encourage them to, you know, do everything they can in those high school years, um, join those activities, support them in any way you can, and just be present. Don't, don't be too busy <clears throat> that you miss out on some of those things and maybe even sit down and have chats with your kids because at this age I love talking to my kids at that age where they're you know old enough to have their own opinions and thoughts and you know have great deep conversations which I absolutely love and they might even appreciate too as you listen and hear you know what their thoughts are and what their feelings are um so I would encourage anybody that is either facing empty nest or in it to embrace it and uh, dig deeper into finding out who you are and enjoy that season. Grieve if you have to. Uh, not all of us will, but certainly take that time and just pray that they're in good hands as they move into their their next season of life and as you move into your next season of life. And I'll be bringing on a, a coach that specializes in coaching empty nesters uh, in their life. So you want to tune in next week as I bring on an expert in that field to help guide and kind of give us some good pointers and tips for those that might be in that season like myself or uh, getting ready to, as I mentioned. Uh, I think we do need to uh, prepare for it. And so there's certain things that we can certainly uh, work on and, you know, spend time doing before that season comes upon us and we're suddenly um, kind of just hit, you know, upside the head as a almost like, oh my gosh, what just happened um, kind of feeling. So, you know, preparing for it as well. So I encourage you to listen next week. And I think the main theme in anybody that is in empty nest is that uh, you are not alone, nor should you feel alone. So, you know, you got to get out there and get involved and, you know, do stuff with your friends or do things like I said that you maybe had to lay down during your motherhood and, you know, pick that torch back up, whatever it may have been that you enjoyed doing. And get reconnected with groups so you are not feeling alone in this journey. So now on to, oh, my long road trip that I've been on. And I'm actually still on. That's why just kind of popping in today real quick, uh, doing a little almost impromptu live session here, mm -hmm. is I've been on the road, um, again, doing something I've been wanting to do uh, and just didn't have the time or opportunity I've been on the road about 12 days now, and I have a couple more days before I um, settle in and kind of go back to work, so to speak, but it's been an adventure. It's been so much fun, and it feels good to just get out there and do something that I've been craving to do um, on my own, and seeing so many beautiful parts of our country. So I am into international travel. But, you know, with COVID, it's been very difficult, even though I did get to Belize earlier this year. Um, 
you know, other international travel has been, you know, very difficult and, you know, certain areas are even questionable to go to. So I've had to really uh, rethink um, my, you know, kind of helping to fill this love of travel that I have more on a local level. And I will share with you that this has been an awesome eye-opening experience in that reminding me and showing me that we have so much beauty and so much to explore here in the United States. It's remarkable. And my nephew also just got back from a five-week trip hitting, uh, he said, I think he hit 15 national parks. And it's same idea. He just was marveled at just the beauty that is out there in our own country. So I just loved it. I'm loving the time alone. I'm loving the exploration and the freedom I'm having and the spontaneousness too of my travel because I'm not really planning anything, just kind of getting somewhere or driving and stopping when I want. Because when I travel with other people, it's often like we're traveling to get to a certain point. And so you don't really have time to stop and just spontaneously stop at a roadside farm market or stop at these little quaint stores as you drive through these little towns. And so I had the opportunity to do all that and found some real gems along the way and count myself really blessed and just marveled at the beauty of our country. Um, I got up to Maine and was one of my sort of bucket list ideas was to see the fall foliage up in Maine or New England states. And so I was able to do that as an empty nester here and not have to really worry about, you know, my kids getting off to school or packing lunches or whatever it is that they might need from me. So I had that freedom and it was amazing. And I will tell you, oh my gosh, uh, living in Texas, I've been in Texas 12 and a half years And I did grow up in Pennsylvania, so I am familiar with, of course, the change of seasons and seeing fall leaves. But I think when you live in it all the time, you kind of take advantage of, you know, you forget about the beauty that's around you. And so when I drove up to New England states and was witnessing these beautiful mountains and hillsides with all the various color of leaves, I just, I honestly was in tears of the beauty that is right here under our noses. And I just marveled at it. And even though I took pictures, they just really don't do it justice. And I got to see parts of my, of the country that I live in that I hadn't explored before. So I was thrilled that I could be traveling and also checking things off my bucket list. And that included hitting three states that I have never been to. And so that was Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And they were all three just amazingly gorgeous. And driving up the coast of New Hampshire and Maine on 1A was amazing. And it it was a gorgeous day. It was seven in the 70s, which is maybe unlikely for up there. I don't know. Sunny. Um, I took my top off my Jeep and was just driving around and it was glorious. And I literally was just crying out of joy and happiness. It was so beautiful and such a great time uh, to 
for myself to be alone and kind of have that reflection and, you know, do something I enjoy doing, which is traveling. And so I realized I didn't have to go overseas to enjoy this sort of travel idea that there's so much here in our country, in the U.S., that we can all explore if that's something you enjoy doing. Um, So I encourage everyone to just get out there if you're experiencing that empty nest uh, season to spend some time exploring, doing things you enjoy doing. So for me, of course, it's travel and among other things. And so I don't want you just sitting at home being bored or staring at your spouse or significant other like, now what do we do? And feeling that deafening silence that you might feel as you sit in your house without the kids around. It can be... It can be deafening and it can be uneasy, especially if you're used to having all that activity and all that noise around. So I encourage you to get out and do something, even if it's just explore your local parks. We have so much around us in the U.S. that we all take for granted. And I encourage you to to discover those, even those little things in your own town that you might have missed. I mean, there's things that people have shared with me that I didn't know were around in my own hometown or, you know, back in Texas, you know, there's different things that there's so much to explore basically folks. So don't waste your time sitting in sorrow or grief of Yes, we do. Some of us will need to grieve a little bit of our children moving on and going on to their lives, but we need to also fill our lives back up with something else besides that whole motherhood. We're always going to be mothers to our children, know that for sure, but that whole responsibility and maybe you fill it with something else. Maybe you dive into your work, but do take some time for yourself to, um, you know, reflect on that time, reflect on you raising your kids and then reflect on who you want to be and how you want to fill your life and live to the fullest. It's not too late to do some crazy things that maybe you thought were dead and gone. Get out there, get out there and enjoy life to the fullest. Well, please listen next week. As I said, I'm bringing on that expert to talk about empty nesting and, you know, as women, how to, you know, move forward from that point. So don't miss that episode next week. And remember, we need to thrive together and live beyond mediocre. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. And I hope that if you are not a current subscriber, that you will subscribe as you can find me anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Overcast. And I'm also on Instagram under thriving in midlife, all one word. So please share this with your friends, leave a review or any comments, and don't forget to rise above and thrive.